Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight on Marvel TV Weekly, we prove that it does indeed take two to make a thing go right. We're going to talk about our favorite team-ups, which include Power Man and Iron Fist, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Cloak and Dagger, and we'll also talk about the passing of the great Steve Ditko. Marvel TV Weekly starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hit it. That's right, we could not hit it until Rob Bass told us, in fact, we can hit it. That's right, welcome to Marvel TV Weekly. I'm Rob Bass and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone. No way. Yes, I am indeed. Uh, But, uh, and there's a reason we have this song. Uh, One reason, there's a couple of reasons. One is that it was in the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Anyway, I'm Christian Blatt. Uh, Our friend Carrie Lane is on assignment at this uh, crazy anime expo that she's been at for like four straight days. I'm afraid she's never going to come back. But if she does come back, she will probably be in the form of an anime character. But uh, we hope to see her next week. Uh, Sitting in with us again this week, the one, the only, Zia. Say hi. Hello, everyone. (laughs) And uh, Zia Anderson. I I just said your first name. I I should have. You're like Pete. Uh, Yeah. That might work, actually. Madonna. You know, just get them on. You'll just be on the list with all of them. And, you know, let's not be, you know, gender specific. Sting. You know, there's yeah, another Bono. Absolutely. So you're, it's a great list. Uh, but somebody who has three names, Amy Cassandra Martinez. <laughs> That's true. Three whole names. Yeah. And in the booth, we have Tony B. Tony. Anthony, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing pretty uh, pretty damn good. Yeah, I saw Anthony at a party yesterday, and uh, he was uh, partying into the wee hours. But uh, And by wee hours, I mean 10 p.m. The weeest of hours, <laughs> yeah, yes. That's the wee hours for me. Yep. Anyway, uh, we have a, a lot to talk about this week. Zia is indeed in the chat. And and uh, she'll let us know when uh, anybody has anything to say. You know, our friend Star Drew, the first thing he says is, no carry this week, too bad. And I'm like, hey! Come We're on, here, guys. but we miss her too. <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, there's uh, a lot of things that, uh, to, that we could talk about, but I think uh, the most significant, we'll spend a few minutes talking about the passing of Steve Ditko, who really created Spider-Man, at least the visual sense. And if we think of all the Spider-Man villains, so you think of Dr. Octopus, Green Goblin, Craven the Hunter, Sandman, Electro, all of them, Steve Ditko. He also uh, was the artist on Doctor Strange, so some of the craziest things that you've ever, you at least at that time in the comics had ever seen, were created by him. And uh, for those watching on YouTube, uh, Anthony's brought up the cover from The Amazing Spider-Man number one, which factors into our team up theme for the week, which is Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four uh, getting, getting things off with a bang. That is indeed uh, Steve Ditko. And, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things that, you know, you, you hear the name, you might not know him. Um, obviously, 
even though I will often refer to how old I am, I did not read the original Spider-Man comics when they were printed in the in ni- from 1962 onward, believe it or not. But um, when I did start reading comics, there was a reprint book called Marvel Tales, and they were reprinting. They started from uh, well, Amazing Fantasy 15 is the first appearance of Spider-Man. And then they went from Spider-Man 1 all the way through, at least for a while. So I got to read all those stories at the same time, and you kind of see, like, you know, what this guy did, and it's it's really impressive, and uh, he and Stan Lee didn't uh, end up with things on great terms. As with so many comic book creators, they felt like they never got the credit. Most importantly, they never got the money. You know, Stan gets to be an executive producer. He gets to make the cameos, but uh, he certainly is not paid what he's worth in terms of the amount of revenue he's helped generate, and the same would be true for Steve Ditko. Who, by all accounts, by the end of his tenure on Amazing Spider-Man, he would just draw the comic and give it to Stan and then Stan would fill in the words, which is the opposite of the way comics usually happen, in case you didn't know. Usually you write it first and then you, then the artist you know, does what you say. And then just like, all right, I'll write with him whatever uh, he does. Uh, so obviously uh, our our younger fresh faces here on the panel, uh, you I'm sure that you were aware that this happened. This was pretty big news on yes. Twitter and everything over the weekend. Uh, so I was sort of wondering, you know, if you hear that, if if you maybe took a few minutes to look at some of his work, but also who some of your favorite Spider-Man characters slash villains are. I'll start with you, Zia. Oh, Green Goblin for sure. Yeah, it's all like, Steve. Yeah. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 14. So uh, very early on, he was introduced. And that crazy hairstyle for Norman Osborn, which Harry also had, you know, which you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Green Goblin is uh, pretty amazing. But, you know, it's also all the supporting cast, you know, Flash Thompson, J. Jonah Jameson. I he mean, is my, he's my, he's one of my favorites. What a great character. Yeah. He's an all time. I think yeah. we, it was, it was, you weren't uh, on the show. We did one that was our, I think we did like favorite non superpowered characters. That and was mine. That was yours. J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Yes. So you were here for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Jonah is, is always mine. Uh, Amy, so, uh, same, sort of same question for you. You know, I'm, I'm sure that you got to see some of, uh, some of, uh, Mr. Ditko's work because anything, any, the, I posted some on Twitter and uh, Facebook as well. But uh, who are some of your favorite, uh, you know, Spider-Man characters? And they could be the same ones that uh, Z and I just said. But uh... yeah, well, um, like I know in the movie world, we know him as Doc Ock. But sure, Doctor Doc Octopus, yeah. Otto sure. Octavius, which that is a great yeah. name right there. You know, you have to end up as a supervillain if your name is Otto Octavius. I know. Well, and also just just seeing the translation of from like comic to movies, even. Back in the day. <laughs> and I mean, like, you know, the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, 10 years. Um, yeah, just to see that and just to see just how much of what he did, what they have yeah. done is now in movies. And for uh, a lot of a lot of nerds like myself, the fact that the current Spider-Man, the Tom Holland Spider-Man, his suit, not the fancy Karen suit, but the fact that his eyes moved and none of the other ones had before that's a very Steve Ditko thing nobody else really drew him that way they would he would actually make his eyes a little bit more expressive which you think about it in real in reality the mask wouldn't move like that but it was one of my favorite things about him and so in the first trailer when you saw that the eyes moved you're like that's the Steve Ditko Spider-Man that's what we haven't had yet so uh so very sad to read he lived to be 90 and he created so many other characters he left uh, Marvel under uh bad circumstances and uh, did a lot of work for DC and other places came back to Marvel in the 90s and did a character that I'm not going to pretend I was a fan of, but a character named Speedball, which seemed like he had some fun with. So uh, it was very sad to hear that. But, uh, you know, and, and it's just one of those things where it's a testament to, like, Stanley, God bless him, he's still around. Because, uh, you know, I mean, Jack Kirby 
died 24 years ago. Wow. So, yeah, and and Stan, uh, God bless him. So whatever Stan's doing, I I hope we all do that. Uh, Anyway, if anybody has any specific uh, Steve Dicko memories in the chat, go ahead and throw those in there, and uh, we'll read about them uh, a little bit later. Uh, The other big news of the weekend is uh, $76 million for Ant-Man and the Wasp. I uh, was responsible for about $15 of that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Not Amy. She saw it for free like a month ago or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because six months ago. No, hashtag rock star, but whatever. No, I'm, a, I'm a little uh, jealous of all your, pre, your pre-watchings. Well, <laughs> Amy, since you saw it so long ago yeah. and you've been burning up trying to talk about it, uh, yeah. can you tell us what did you think of Ant-Man and the Wasp? I liked it so much more than I thought I would. No, the first. Now, what does that mean? Did you just you had low expectations, or yeah. did you not like the first one that much? Or the first one was kind of forgettable for me, especially especially with big big movies like even Spider Man Homecoming. To me, was bigger, um, and I mean even Thor Ragnarok that was so big out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like going into it, I was like, well, you know, it's fine. Like I trust Marvel. I know they're going to do a good job. Not that they didn't with the first Ant Man, but and I also love Paul Rudd. But yeah, like it just everything was more exciting, like the characters. I wish that we could have gone a little bit more in depth with with some of them. Uh, I think there was like a little piece missing where it's just like here, here. But the like getting to the end part was just like eh, give us a little more substance. But I think that's okay because you always want to leave the audience wanting more and not be like, okay, yeah, we got it. We understand it. Um I also love Cassie everything that she said and did i'm like girl you are going places and i love the potential that we have with her character for future marvel movies um michelle pfeiffer was nice to see her yeah, she yeah, a little while yeah, yeah you know right? uh just before we uh, came in the studio i was talking to frank moran one of your co-hosts from yeah. box office breakdown and uh one of my co-hosts from star trek weekly whenever we start doing that again and uh we were talking about how just how great the de-aging looked like michael <gasps> douglas looking like michael yes. douglas did like you know, say around like Wall Street, maybe, maybe fail attraction, but you know, same time frame. Mm. And you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, like Fabulous Baker Boys, Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, and uh, yeah, it just, it was, it was great to see them and just great to see her in general. Yeah. Right. And you know, I guess like what they can do for the next movie now is that you can have Ant Men and the Wasps. You know, you because you can have you can have Hank going back to being an Ant Man, even though he's not supposed to shrink anymore, and you know all that. So you have two two versions of them, which uh, which would be great. Uh, Zia, what did you think? Oh, for I really Lost? liked it. Ivan Soto wants to know really quickly though. Yeah. will this be spoiler free, or can we say spoilers? <sighs> well, so far we haven't done any spoilers, so let's talk about it. We'll go one round each of us where we don't talk about it spoilery, okay. and then we'll because. It's it's hard to not talk about something that happened, uh, Very. you know. So, uh, but let's just talk about it in general terms. But then we will indeed bring down the big spoiler curtain. Anthony, there's a there's some kind of spoiler alert s- signal, right? That you'll be able to sound when it's uh, when it's time. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay, but not yet. We could even turn <laughs> the lights like that. red. Well, that's like up to that. him if he wants to. Anthony, All right. So, but back to my question to you, Zia. The what movie. did you think of um, uh, Ant Man and Wasp? I enjoyed it. It was just a lot of fun. It was just one of those movies that you go into, you don't have to think a lot, which sometimes is really nice. I appreciate Yeah, that you can just go in and just enjoy it. And it was funny, and I laughed a lot. Um, So I enjoyed that. I do definitely understand what you're saying about wanting a little bit more Mm -hmm. out of it, because, yeah, there was, I think, there was a moment where... I think you guys were talking about it. You were talking about it with someone earlier, and I had the exact same thought when I was watching the movie. 
Why didn't she just ask for help? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Ghost, the, the character Ghost, it is one of those things, like, if you ask for help. Now, granted, like, Hank Pym is someone who's hard to find. Yes. But at the same time, you're able to basically, you I mean, you know, she was working with uh, with Bill, the mm-hmm. Goliath, so she could have figured out a way to get a message yes. to her. And to I them. understand that she was definitely very scared. Yeah, she of was course. obviously very desperate. Um, but I appreciated that. Because she was she was a villain, but not a villain. Yeah, she was a villain that you felt a lot of compassion for. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and what I did like to see because I mean, look, the Goliath character is a, you know he's a well established you know he's a former Avenger you know he's a he's a very likable character, and I like the fact that he's just like you know you're talking about kidnapping a kid like if he goes anywhere near there I can't help you anymore you know and I yes. I like that he put that line in the stand. Yes. And it's good that she's just like, yeah, all right, I'll figure out some other ways. And yes. she doesn't go like, well, then I'm going to kidnap the kid anyway, you know, which I think a lot of movies you will see that happen. Right. You know, you don't have – people are a little bit too cartoony. And I know we're talking about comic books, which so it's a little ridiculous. But <laughs> at sometimes it's just like, all right, yeah, you know what? Maybe I do have a soul even though I'm uh, I'm scared. Let me uh, – let me go uh, catch up with Scott Lang's idiot friends. Yeah, who, who are going to give everything away to everybody. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, <laughs> some of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yes. The whole notion so of like, oh my god, it is truth serum. There was just a lot of good stuff with that. Yeah. So I thought uh, I thought that was funny, and yeah, it was great to see. You know the. Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne have a very long, complicated history, uh, but uh, they are, uh, you know, original Avengers essentially. And uh, it is nice to see the characters. And uh, by the way, good for Evangeline Lilly. I, you know, after Lost, I was like, I, I don't know, I don't know when I'll see her again. You know, I so thought, did, is it true that she quit acting until she came back for this? I don't know, actually. Mm. I just feel like that might be something someone says when they don't get offered a when lot of parts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, did she quit acting or did acting quit her? Right. Either way, it was Dang. good to see her. And I'm like, this is a great, this was a great part for her. Yeah. You had the feeling in the first one, like, all right, they've got bigger things. Clearly, they've mm-hmm. got bigger things in store for her because they showed us the costume. So, um, I, I thought I really liked the way that they uh, they worked and uh, fought together and, yes. and all that. And uh, the uh, the one thing I'll say about the movie is like you know it's a lot of fun and I kind of prefer that like uh, on other shows I've talked about why I liked the Han Solo standalone movie because it was fun and like I don't need Star Wars to be super serious and it's cool to have a movie like Infinity War but if they were all like Infinity War I would kind of look at it as like a chore to have to sit through because it's it's just it's a lot of like I don't like to always be on the edge of my seat just a little bit you know yeah. and I, this was this was a fun one and uh, I really liked it and uh, I agree with what you were saying you know Cassie I'm a sucker for because I have two kids of my own I'm a sucker for kids and I'm just like yeah. oh, I mean, if my kids are that clever and uh, I don't know I just I I really liked it and uh, big shout out to uh, Randall Park from Fresh <laughs> Off the Boat uh, my friend Cindy's a writer on that show uh, and uh, that. He was just really funny. It was a great, great part for him. And I loved the awkward, like, why? Did, did you want to go to dinner? Like, at the that end. That's amazing. Little things so like, good. That's what I like about Ant-Man, yes. is that they take the time for silly, awkward humor like that, which, you know, you get little bits of it in other Marvel movies. But Ant-Man, it's like, that's really what they do. It's like a lot. It's, it's, it's. It's more like the other movies are superhero movies that happen to have a little bit of comedy in them. These are comedy. These are comedies yes. with a guy who's a superhero. Ivan so. Soto, very, um, very aptly points out, I like that Ant-Man and the Wasp was a real palate cleanser after Infinity War. 
yeah, I think it's yeah. it's what we needed, Absolutely. you know. And uh, I think uh, Captain Marvel will be more of the same. Yes. All right, so now we can talk about it. Uh, there's a, you know, there's no real spoilers during the movie. I mean, we could talk about the way things end and things that happen, but there's not like major spoiler spoilers. But in relation to the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole, there is a big spoiler for the uh, mid credit sequence. So, uh, Anthony, if you could uh, fire up the uh, the spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoiler alert! Spoiler uh, alert! So, yeah, he goes uh, subatomic, Scott does, and uh, Hank, Janet, and uh, Hope are all there, and um, they're going to pull him back out, and then uh, what he doesn't know, but they show us, well, they got thanos for lack of a better word. They got turned into dust. So uh, Scott is stuck like that. And we know that uh, you know things can go bad when uh, when you get stuck like that for a long time. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, does he end up in Avengers Four? Because somebody's got to get him out, and yeah. I don't know who else knows how to do it. Uh, I mean, I can think of characters like Hank McCoy, the Beast. He could do it, but he's not in this movie universe. So uh, Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic, he could definitely do it. He's also not in this movie universe. So it'll be interesting to see. What they do about that. Uh, Zia, what did you think when you saw that? Oh, my mouth was... I went with my fiancé, and we both looked at each other like this. Like, even though I should have been expecting it, because they all are kind of intertwining, I was still like... (gasps) Um, Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, maybe Bruce Banner? Yeah, good possible? call. That I left. I left off. I left off the you know the the smart guy who is in this universe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Bruce Banner would uh, definitely be able to figure it out, or Black Panther's sister. Ah, That's yes. sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, I like that. Yeah, yeah, so you know what? Maybe they work together. Yeah, you know, so little, little little team up factoring like into that. our uh, topic there. Uh, what did you think, Amy, when you saw that moment? Okay, so when it was leading up to him getting ready to go subatomic, I was like. This is when they're going to do it. Okay, I'm ready. I'm not, but okay, let's do it. And then it happened. And of course, everyone, this was the press screening. So everyone was like, <gasps> and I was like, I can't. No, just because you know it's going to happen doesn't make it any easier. It's true. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, we were all just like, why would you do that? But And then I obviously I did like the end credit scene with the uh, ant on the drum kit. That was oh, like yes, the that was really thing. fun. Yeah. At the very, very end, it said Ant-Man and the Wasp will oh, yeah. return, exclamation oh. mark. Question, question mark. mark. Yeah. And then everyone in the theater was like, ooh, too soon, too soon. <laughs> so I love it. Uh, anyway, let us know uh, in the chat. If you're watching live, you can let us know right now. Uh, and if you're watching the archive version, you can go ahead and leave that in the YouTube chat. You can tweet us. We'll give us. Uh, we'll give all of you our Twitters. You can let us know. Uh, and uh, Amy, I believe you have a special message for everybody watching and listening. Yes, I do. So, hi, Afterbuzzers. Our network produces aftershows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows, from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There is no network that works harder to serve television fans. That's us. But we do need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be because they're totally optional. So just make sure to hit that subscribe button right now. We'll wait. No, we're going to wait. Yeah, we'll wait uh, for this channel and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments right here down below. And we'll thank you on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. 
Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. Uh, we're going to uh, have a few weeks coming up here where all that we really have to talk about is Cloak and Dagger. So we will certainly talk about episode six. But I think we'll talk more about the, the show as a whole. And by the way, uh, after August 2nd, there's no Marvel on TV uh, for like a month and a half. So I think, uh, Anthony, we're really going to have to dive in on that uh, Spider-Man animated <laughs> series because uh, it's going to be the only new thing on. Uh, I'm ready. I'm glad. <laughs> Have you been watching? Because I've fallen behind already. Well, they actually took off the season one off of the uh, Disney Now <laughs> app. No! Which really, yeah, bummed me out. But they still have this, the new season two episodes. So okay. I'll just start watching from yeah, there. Yeah, from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched one where yeah, Peter was on a summer vacation. and uh, That's the first yeah. episode of the second season. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's, where I, that's where I started anyway. Yeah, All okay. right, well, we'll talk about the, Yeah, exactly. It was, it was okay. Uh, but uh, what did you... So, uh, Amy, are you at the point where you have to watch Cloak and Dagger in real time uh, because you had, like, your secret ways to watch the first four? Or are you, are you still, like... Are you on, like, episode nine now or something? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I, I could have watched episode six sooner, but I didn't. I didn't want to. Okay, so but I so now see. you have to actually watch them when they're on, right? As far as I know, unless okay. they send me a little Yeah, if, they, if hey, if you want to send it to at Amy Cassandra MTZ. See, there you go. Yeah, there and you then, go. And then share the link with me. No, don't share the link with no. me because you get in trouble. Never. Yeah, that's all right. No worries. <laughs> um, so uh, let's talk about this uh, episode. I think that... It was uh, it moved forward, and I think we're really getting to see the uh, the O'Reilly character. That's the uh, lady police officer, and uh, Connors, who's the dirty cop. Um, mm. I think it's interesting to watch. I think that that basically was brought to a place where we all saw it coming. He was going to realize, like, I got to get rid of this chick, and uh, unfortunately. Tyrone's well, Tyrone's brother's friend, but you know, essentially friend. Uh, you know, the he uh, really gets. Gets uh, caught up in a bad situation, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, it, it was it was interesting to see some of these side characters. And I always forget the name of Tyrone's girlfriend, who says she's not his girlfriend. It's apparently Evita. I oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely didn't catch it, but what I have it in front that? of me right now, <laughs> and that's the only reason that I know. But it was sort of an interesting sort of thing with, and I like her. Her auntie, like voodoo mistress. I, I, I don't even know exactly what her her reading the cards thing is. Uh, I think that this is an interesting episode in terms of uh, there's going to be some more stuff coming. Uh, I liked uh, Tandy as the intern, uh, not convincingly. So what about your dad? So where's your dad? What about your dad? Like, dude, Paper. stop. you got to stop. You're supposed to be good at this, Tandy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> What's happening? All on the first day, and I get it's a TV show that needed to happen quickly, but, uh, you know, it's, it was like coming on a little hard for, to, uh, <laughs> a little to Mina. Um, so... Zia, I know that you've made some friends in the comments on our show since you've been on when talking about Cloak and Dagger. Uh, what did this episode do for you? Anything? Does you, you're still kind of in the same place? Eh, I'm pretty much still in the same place. I liked at the end, though, that uh, that Cloak finally started using his powers. Yeah. In a real sort of way, um, that was interesting. Like I saw that he sort of like was jumping yeah, away from the bullets. Yeah, he was jumping away yeah. from the bullets, and then he ended up back in the church with Tandy again, and then Tandy couldn't touch him. Which it's interesting. In the comics, she feeds his energy. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Right. And he, because if she doesn't, he needs to. He'll consume everything yes, else. Exactly. Right. I wonder if they're going to touch on that. Um, but it wasn't that he she couldn't touch him. No, that's something new. That's something so it's, new. It'll be okay. interesting to figure yeah. out how they I'm explain that. How that's yeah. going to be. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a long way to go for a ham sandwich. 
All right. <laughs> That's funny. And I believe there was a movie called A Hero Ain't Nothing But a Sandwich, and uh, these are two heroes uh, on our team-up theme. Uh, what did you think about this one, Amy? I liked it. I was a little bit confused with the timeline of things, because with Tandy and Tyrone, it felt like multiple days had passed. Yeah. But with Evita and her aunt, they were still in the exact same location. Does that, like, it felt like a shorter amount of time. That yeah. was a little weird. No, you're right. Yes. And I think that they definitely played with the timeline there because mm-hmm. that definitely happened over a short time. But just for dramatic purposes, they the reveals were like, oh, yeah, this is going to be bad. Look out. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, and then the whole thing of, like, only one can survive. I shouted, Harry Potter. <laughs> like that. I, that's I, what, just, I got it. I yes, go. girl. Yeah. It's, all right. it's fine. I, I, I was thinking the Highlander. There could be only one. But that's all right. Look, we all have our things. That's fine. Um, yeah, so I think that uh, this this was like some interesting character building. And uh, by the way, the uh, Cloak and Dagger after show on After Buzz, this same channel, Amy was talking about all the channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they had the actress who played Mina, who is the uh, the, the yes. daughter. Yeah, so they she was on the uh, Cloak and Dagger after show. So if you want to uh, dig that up, be very easily found. If you found us, you can find that very easily. Allie Mackey. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said it because uh, I didn't have it in front of me. And you know what? She's friends with Chloe Bennett. Uh, okay, Daisy. interesting. All yeah. right. So, in where's real life. Qu- where's Quake? You know? I know. But anyway, I don't know. I don't think she's been in this building yet. <laughs> um, anyway, so, you know, like I said, we'll talk more about Logan Dagger. But uh, I don't know. I'm finding the story interesting. I really like the characters. So, I do feel like this will probably be one of those shows that this first season is is just it's it's a slow build mm-hmm. and that the second season would really be, you know, because they can actually hit the ground running. I do like, like Zia said, I like that we're starting to see their powers and I could I could use some more of it. But Stardew would like to know what Tony thinks of Cloak and Dagger. <sighs> Tony, are you Have watching you Cloak and it? Dagger? That's a good question, Stardew. <laughs> Uh, I just replied. I was like, I haven't seen anything. Haven't seen anything. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I see that there. That's Unfortunately, right. yeah, it's 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 just been really tough to watch uh, anything really. Um, I really want to commit time to it, but I know I can't. You know, for the most yeah. part, it's hard when you work a lot. Yeah, <laughs> jobs. So. Well, when when time does permit, it is on Hulu, so it's it's a little bit easier to watch. It's not which like, I love. Yeah, God. when yeah. things end up on Hulu, it uh, makes it easier. So we'll see. That's good though. But see, there's some love from Star Drew for you, Anthony. Yeah. So he might be disappointed that Carrie's not here, but he's glad you're with us. So. And Ghost eight three eight six. Shout out to him. He's always yeah. killing it in the chat. He uh, loves the Highlander reference. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Thank you. Uh, I'm glad I made it. Uh, anyway, uh, so we'll talk more about uh, Cloak and Dagger next week. And um, there's a lot of episodes of Luke Cage where we could talk about. So we may spill over a little bit next week as people finish. But for the purposes of this week, I want to talk about two episodes in particular. Episode 10. With my friend Danny Rand, the Iron Fist, and uh, the way that the season ended. So that'll be like a big spoiler. I think talking about episode 10, it's a light spoiler. Um, Amy, we were talking about this before the show. And uh, what did you think about this portrayal? Uh, I mean, it's it's Finn Jones, the same actor. But this version of the Iron Fist in this episode of Luke Cage compared to when you'd seen him in The Defenders and in uh, Iron Fist. I mean, heck. Slow clap for him. <laughs> that was so wonderful. It was like a whole new person, super cool, 
chill but like mature and not stupid and it's just like <laughs> yes even from the defenders to now like it hasn't hasn't yeah. even been a year right. really i mean like our time obviously um so i really i really like that and i love him and luke together i love that he was able to teach luke a few things so that luke like at the end of you know whatever they were doing together like he was a different luke so he affected him he positively changed him yeah yeah Yeah, i think that that that's how he can be and i like the sort of the follow-through the joke that we've seen whenever we see danny is that he can uh, he can apparently eat non-stop like he just wanted more dumplings he wanted to get more food he's (laughs) always eating and i think that's kind of related to him yeah (laughs) i was like can we go to that place Uh, yeah best mushu yeah exactly best mushu uh zia what did you think about uh, we're specifically talking about episode 10 of luke cage with uh danny Rand, the iron fist i definitely like that as well that he's a much more calm centered he doesn't have that conflict that it was a little bit infuriating in the first in the iron fist season um not as much as i know for some other people i actually really liked the season um but yeah he's much more calm he's much more confident i liked that a lot um i also i think i was talking to you about it before i just love that he's still the same danny Rand though that will tell anyone who will listen or who asks <laughs> About Kunlun and the dragon, and yep. that he's the immortal Iron, Fi- Iron Fist, and that's my favorite. And then watching Luke, I mean, yeah, Luke just kind of look at him and roll his eyes a little bit is hilarious. Well, yeah, and, and when we were talking about this, you know, the fact that Danny's like, so you'll believe all this other stuff, right. but the fact that I fought a dragon, that's, that's where yeah. it's too you much for you. You have bulletproof skin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, uh, on record as uh, being a huge fan of the two of them together. And uh, that will factor in very heavily uh, when we get to our list in just a couple minutes. Um, and uh, I just like seeing it. And yeah, this it, it's cool because this Danny Rand seems to have found his chi. It's a little bit recenter, and it's a lot of like, hey, dude, you know, he's just like he's a little bit more of a guy now, you know, and. For his sort of immature, which, Amy, you're far from the only person to say that. In fact, that's what most people say. Keep in mind, he's basically, like, emotionally, he's still, like, 16, you know, because yeah, he... Still. I know. I'm just saying that that's, that's where he's at. <laughs> right, and yeah. uh, I do like his whole thing is, like, you know, I don't even live off my money, but his solution for everything is that he always buys, like, every warehouse where yes. everything ever happens. And that's, like, yes. in the Defenders, that's an Iron Fist. He's, it's like, I don't really use my money. Oh, except I bought everything. Yeah, you know? so, so no problem. I got you yeah. covered. I know. I was like, why doesn't he just buy all of Harlem, you know? Yeah, and then, then just take can... care of everything. Yeah. It'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fixed everything. Um, so I thought that that, uh, that was great. That was a high point for the season of uh, Luke Cage. Um, and then let's talk... Okay, once again, I didn't... We're going to go double spoilers, uh, Anthony. We're going to talk about the end of... Uh, we're going to talk about episode 13 of Luke Cage. Thank Spoiler you. alert! <laughs> Spoiler alert! So there's a couple things that happen. Uh, the first is... I did not see it coming. I did not think about why Tilda was mixing up all them delicious herbs and spices like the Colonel makes his really? KFC. Well, I didn't. I just I assumed it was something. Yeah. I thought it was something for Bushmaster. I just always assume it's like, all right, that that's like her best her BFF right now. And um, I definitely didn't. You know, when she kissed her mother, I thought it was awkward. But I'm like, that's a weird family. Oh, so that just made me think of. Um, oh my gosh. Oh, you put yourself on the spot. I put myself on the spot. That was terrible. Um, Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. That just made me think of Game of Thrones, and that's why that immediately popped into my head. I was like, oh, she poisoned her mom. Right. Which, <laughs> you know, maybe if I watched Game of Thrones, I would have th- ah. think like that. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I saw that, and uh, 
I don't know. I just when she started when uh, when Mariah started like spitting up blood, I'm like, wait, is this something that they're doing to frame Luke? Which I thought would have been like interesting, you know? Yeah. That like made it look like you know he punched her or something. You know, I, I don't I don't quite know what Which, I thought the plan was. Also, it's odd that they didn't even question him in that. I thought it was weird because he was there with her when yeah. she died, yeah. and they weren't even like, hey. How, why did this happen when you were in there? We have a few questions for you. Yeah, why nothing. didn't you poison her? Or no, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I know, so I'm the, I'm the only idiot who was surprised. Is that what you ladies are saying? Yes. Okay, sorry. that's right. No. no, that's right. Sorry. I no. hope there's one more idiot in the chat, but if not, no, I'll, 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 you know, I'll, I'll, wear, it with, I'll wear it with pride. Yeah. When I think there are different stages where we're like, yeah, yeah, she's going to kill her mom. And, and I felt that, like, earlier, even... I mean, heck, even before she was making the little concoction. It's like, when is she going to kill her? How is she going to do it? I mean, that scene where Mariah tells her who her father is and that oh. she doesn't love her. Oh, my That was gosh. rough. Yeah. yeah. There, and so throughout good, the though. season, there was some great acting. Like that, yes. That's some good moments. Yes. Uh, when we have uh, Shades and Comanche in the barbershop yeah. waiting, that yep. was great. There was a lot of really good stuff. Um and uh, I yeah I thought that the uh, there's a lot of good stuff with Mariah and Tilda throughout the course of the season yes. and I uh, you know I think that uh, we got some some good stuff with uh, Bushmaster Bushmaster and his family and uh, I am just relieved that they didn't kill every villain that they've ever had for Luke Cage because if Bushmaster had died there wouldn't be anyone there left would be no one so uh, I I like the idea that uh, we can see him again. Um, I'll ask each of you first, though. So the way that the season ends, we get, uh, you know, Luke is in charge of Harlem's Paradise. He's actually wearing a suit, even though he talks earlier in the season about why he doesn't wear suits. Um, what do you think about this and the idea that Misty's going to have to keep an extra eye on him now? Uh, I'll start with you, Amy. I'm freaking terrified, but also very excited. Because even, yeah, it's in that episode where um, he's told, oh, yeah, she's here. What do you want me to tell her? Tell Claire to go away. That was interesting. Like, Stop it, Luke. No. And then it's just like, yeah. this is the start of everything else that's going to happen. He's no longer our Luke. But even before then, obviously, he put the suit on. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then he said that. Uh-oh. And then at the end, the way that Misty just looks at him is the way I think we were all looking at him like, dang it, Luke. What are you going to do now? This is not who we're used to. Something's going to happen. Something bad is going to happen. And I'm so excited. Yeah, the idea that he's, like, brokering the peace between all these, you know, these crime families and organizations and things. It's like, all right, but, you know, when you live in that world long enough, it's going to be difficult. Corrupts you. Yeah. And Mariah did that on purpose. Yes. She did that to him very on purpose, which it's interesting that they first went from him going to, like, I don't want it, burn it to the ground. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, good call, Luke. That, and that is the good call. That's what he should have done, yes, by the yes. way. And, yeah. then, and, I, and I understand what he's trying to do. There's that yeah. small part of you that's like, okay, I get it. But like you said, if you're in that life for too long, suddenly lines start to get blurred. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling he has some anger issues. He told, And I have a feeling he also told Claire to go away because he wants to keep her safe. I'm sure that's a lot of it. Yeah, I think he wants to keep her safe, but it's but also at the same time he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't want her like what are you doing? And, you know that this yeah. isn't you. She yeah. knows what he's going to or he knows what she's going to say. What yeah. what I think will be interesting is if, you know, Luke really gets all caught up into it and next season Bushmaster's actually kind of like a hero. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, like having wow. to take down Luke Cage because it's like, all right, you know what? Uh, if any it, no one can stop you, 
By the way, I believe the uh, the immortal Iron Fist could try. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, maybe it, hey, maybe Bushmaster and Iron Fist. I don't know. I'm just thinking outside the box. Yeah. Uh, it'll be. I think it'll be fascinating. And I have it on a good authority that uh, Luke Cage season three is is a thing, and um, it may or may not being written right now. I don't know. Maybe I've heard that. Maybe I haven't. So uh, you will have to wait a while. But uh, I'm very interested to see where it goes. Amy, what were you going to say? Yeah. Well, it kind of makes me think. Roll with me on this one. It's kind of like Harry Potter. And that Horcrux, where if you're wearing it for too long, it's like, no, I want to keep my eyes on it. But if you're wearing it too long, it starts, like, messing with you. Same yes. with Lord of the Rings. I was just going to say yes, that, yeah. The one ring. ring. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So this oh, is all just tying together. Love being a nerd. You guys are great. I'm so <laughs> happy right great. now. This is a great time to be a nerd. <laughs> you know what? Uh, well, let us know what you think, and uh, we'll uh, move on, and we'll sort of we'll go quickly through uh, our favorite team-ups. But uh, there's a quick uh, – so this ties into it. It, it. I will not directly get into it, but uh, Luke Cage and uh, Iron Fist are going to indeed factor in here. Uh, so starting off, I, I'm going to give a quick honorable mention. There were two team-up books uh, called Marvel Team-Up and Marvel 2-in-1. Marvel Team-Up essentially was Spider-Man teaming up with somebody else every month. Marvel 2-in-1 was the thing from uh, the Fantastic Four team-up. So the idea every month you had a different team-up. So that w- that made for some fun mixes. But um, my it, actual – so I have an extra one. Uh, so my TV – it's a TV only. Uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And that's the uh, video clip uh, here at Seven Little Superheroes. And this is a, it's kind of an honorable mention because this is when I was a kid and this was amazing because you have seven. So you have Spider Man, Firestar, Iceman. Those are the regulars on the show. Then you have Submariner, Doctor Strange, Captain America, and Shanna the Jungle Queen, who is a, admittedly a minor character uh, known more from Kazar. But, uh, and it was just like you, you crammed all these characters into you know like a twenty minute cartoon. This is pretty exciting for me. And uh, this show is sometimes hard to watch, but this is kind of a fun one. You have to look around. You probably would have to pay for it uh, to watch the whole episode on uh, Amazon. But the whole series of Spider Man's Amazing Friends is like I don't know, it's like nineteen dollars for the whole season. So yeah, so what we're seeing here uh, for those watching on YouTube is just sort of. The, the figurines of all this and uh, I won't ruin who's in charge of this but uh, what were you going to say Amy? Well who's the guy that looks like Spock? That's the Submariner. Scared. He does uh... have pointy ears and he looks very much like Spock. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so uh, that's just a little one from me. And uh, if you're old, you might have uh, seen this. But if not, go ahead and check it out. You might think it's fun in a in a very childlike, cartoony way. But uh, love animated Doctor Strange. You know, yeah, we wouldn't cool. we wouldn't really see him on the screen for a very long time after this. So yeah. uh, no. anyway, uh, so now we'll uh, move on to the official number three. And uh, Amy, you go first. Yes, I figured I would start off with uh, not your typical kind of, you know, team up where you think people are fighting other people together, which sometimes it it actually does kind of happen. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm talking about Fitzsimmons. (sighs) These two, they work so wonderfully as a pair, as acquaintances, as friends, as best friends, and now as husband and wife. It's beautiful. I think they just, they know how each other works. Um, and I understand, like, they, they understand how, like, their, um, there's a word for this. Synergy. Synergy. Oh, that's cool. I like that word. I'm going to take that one. Yeah. Their synergy and, you know, like what they're good at, what they're not good at. And so they can compensate. And so I like that. I think that 
especially with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you have to be very, very careful at all times. And you've got those people, you know, like Mac and Daisy and May. And, you know, they can obviously fight for themselves, but you also need these two to work with each other to be able to save everyone. Doesn't it just make it that much more tragic how this season ended, Amy? Stop. Okay. Uh, number three. I'm going to pretend it didn't happen. It's been so Which, long. I'm going to need it, to like it, not think about it's it. It's pretty easy to think about how they'll do a workaround. You'll be all right. Uh, so your number three, Zia. Ooh, I had to go with Deadpool and Cable. Actually, your number three oh, was Daredevil and the Punisher. Sorry, Daredevil that's right. and the Punisher. We jumped I ahead there. Oh, yeah. And I'm I, sorry. I found a great picture that, yeah, so but, uh, That's all right. Um, yes, Daredevil and the Punisher. It was a short lived one, it was just in ep- episode 13 yeah, of season two. But um, for, for me, by the way, it's episode four in that season when they're sitting in the uh, when they're sitting in the graveyard just talking together. Like yeah. that, 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 I've talked about that many that times on the show. That's just like great television great you know just entertainment great writing yes. great everything and uh, I, I really like the two of them together like the two of them together in comics and the two of them on season two of Daredevil absolutely yeah that was that was awesome and I love that Frank just came in to I mean not necessarily save the day but he definitely helped out a lot and uh, I don't think that Daredevil was complaining too much that he was shooting people in the head. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's times when you complain about that and times that you don't. Yeah. Well, I talked a lot about mine, so uh, I won't dwell on it too much. But it is indeed getting to see Luke Cage and Danny Rand in Season 2, Episode 10 of Luke Cage. Because I know them and I love them. For those watching on YouTube, you will see the comic book rendering of Power Man and Iron Fist. And I just love the two of them together. And, uh, yeah, there's the sweet Power Man costume that we saw the homage to in season one of Luke Cage. And uh, they just they're they're good characters separately, but together they work really well together. So I'm very excited to see that. Uh, All right. So, Amy, you're number two. My number two is from a little known movie. It's called Infinity War. Avengers Infinity War. Have you guys watched though? No, I don't. I don't. I don't get out much. I didn't see it. It's a really small indie film. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Thor and Rocket. (gasps) They're so cool together. We get a huge chunk of time in the movie where it's just them two and Rocket not being really used to. Thor, it was nice. It was nice to have them, uh, you know, work together and figure each other out, which is, is a nice difference from, you know, Fitzsimmons. Yeah, and what I said when I saw the movie is that it was the team-up that I didn't know that I needed. Yes. Uh, so now, Zia, it's your number two, Cable and Deadpool. Now my number two is Cable and Deadpool. Um, yeah, I like that. It was really kind of sweet, actually. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, that picture says it all. Um, at the end, he, I mean, he saves Deadpool's life. He uses his one trip back in time to save Deadpool instead of going back to see his family. I mean, that's amazing. And I feel like there might be future teaming up. Uh, Let's hope there is, and I look forward to seeing it. Uh, For me, my number two, it's uh, not even from a specific issue or instance. It happens often in fighting. We did get to see it in X-Men The Last Stand, which is an awful movie, but I was excited for this one moment (laughs) to see... Uh, Colossus and Wolverine, the fastball special, which is when Colossus, who is super strong, throws Wolverine, who can handle pretty much anything. Uh, You you just basically turn Wolverine into a projectile. And uh, you can see sort of an an instance of it right there. And uh, finally, we're going to get to our number ones. Amy, I think this is also from that same little known movie. Yeah. That little art house film that you saw. But yeah, I cannot 
like I can't even describe how much I love this team up. It was short lived, like literally maybe a minute, if even that. Scarlet Witch, Black Widow, and Okoye, obviously, just fighting in the the giant Infinity War. Like they just they did fantastically, and it made me just want a movie with just those three. Yeah, exactly. That was a great and it, it, exactly. it's there's so much talk about that moment because yeah. it was so great. And Zia, you're number one. Ooh, mine was. Um, we saw it a second ago. Bishop. Yep. <laughs> Bishop with um, the X-Men slash... Um, Specifically, you used Wolverine. Wolverine, yeah. yes. Um, because he goes back in time. And, and I like this one because it's a very begrudging team-up. Yeah. Bishop's not really into... First, he captures Wolverine and then goes back in time in Wolverine's place. And Wolverine was not happy about it. Um, but he ended up helping the X-Men. It was nice. Yeah, and you're uh, watching the animated series I am right watching now. it. I'm, yeah. re- I'm re-watching it. The yeah. last time I saw it was Saturday morning cartoons when I was like seven. Right. So it's... Uh, <laughs> so and, yeah, we, and we've talked a lot about the series on this show yeah. and uh, we love it. Love uh, it. And finally for me, mine is sort of... It's the first like mega super team up ever and uh, I'm very selfishly using all 12 issues of Marvel <laughs> Superhero Secret Wars. It's basically... Everybody, all the Marvel superheroes, except for poor Daredevil, who got left home. and But also all the supervillains, essentially, most of them. And uh, they go uh, off into a planet, and they uh, fight, 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 fight. And uh, it took a whole year to run the whole series. Uh, but that's where Spider-Man's black costume came from. So anyway, that's a favorite of mine. Let us know what your favorite team-ups are. You can uh, tweet at us. Any comments, uh, please let us know. If there are one or two that jump out at you really fast, see ya. Just a couple. We got Spider-Man and Iron Man. Yep. She-Hulk mm-hmm. and Hulk. I love She-Hulk. Right? She-Hulk was, is a character that I could use a lot more of, uh, hopefully on the big screen one day. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks to everybody who was in the chat. Thank you to Anthony in the booth, whom you can find on Twitter, at TonyBTony. Uh, we We'll be back next week in theory with Carrie and we'll really talk a lot more about Cloak and Dagger and I think there's going to be some residual uh, Luke Cage to talk about too. Uh, but until then you can follow me at Christian DMZ Twitter and Instagram and Zia where do people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at XIA underscore L-A-N-D it's Zia Land and I will be here next Thursday for uh, Luke Cage. Finally talking about Danny Rand. Yes, yes. we're getting to that one. And Amy, where do people find you? You guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. Thank you so much, and uh, we will see everybody next week. Until then, Excelsior! From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 